The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This week's episode is sponsored by Smile Brilliant. Hey gang, how are you? Who are you going to call? Gutting the Sacred Cow. That's who. Brand new episode, and this week is Kevin Israel's all-time film favorite taking shrapnel, and that is Ghostbusters, and it can't make me happier to see this. Why? Because the boys from Blockbuster Mentality have come on to attack Ghostbusters, and they put up a hell of an argument. Before we get to it, please listen to our two new sponsors we have in our podcast on our episode, and support them as they're supporting us. Don't forget, Kevin and I are now on Clubhouse, so if you have the Clubhouse app, great. If not, download it or ask us for an invite. We've got a few to give. Thursday at 8 o'clock, it's us talking movies. Every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, it's the Kevin and Kevin One Joke Workshop. So if you want to try some new material out or just hang out in a room with a couple comedians and listening to how jokes are constructed, come on into Clubhouse. Find us Tuesday and Thursday nights. We're there. GuttingTheSacredCow.com every week for the blogs and the merch shop. You know the rest. Thanks again, guys. We love you. Without any further delay, here is Blockbuster Mentality doing Ghostbusters. Scotty doesn't know. No, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. Kevin Israel, name that film. Wow, you really felt bad for me, didn't you? I do because <laughs> you've been the, the the messages I get going. Your friend is a is a complete. I'm not even gonna. I'm not. You know what? I'm not even answering it because that's just offensive. That's offensive. I understand. I don't always. I don't always know your fucking obscure, fucking foreign film quotes. That you pull out of your All ass. Right. Okay. Okay. Watch <laughs> this. I'm going to turn it to our friends, the Blockbuster guys. What's going on? I have one question before you, before we answer the obvious quote. I'm going to throw one at you and you tell me, is this obscure or not? Ready? Here we go. You dumb bastard. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. What film is that from? Uh, <laughs> uh, summer Rental? Mm. Mm, no. Beats the hell out of me. Mall rats? No, mall rats. Kevin Smith. I I like him. I eh, his movies. Meh. What do you mean, meh? His first two. (laughs) His first two are excellent. The other ones you can argue. 
Oh, where are you guys maybe, from? Maybe next episode we'll. Where, do, where are where, you guys from? Uh, we're right now. We're in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, Tampa area. Yeah. I was I was just down there two weeks ago. Blockbuster mentality boys are joining us today, and that is Ben and Dave. But gentlemen, how the fuck are you? Fantastic. Good. Thank you for asking. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. Appreciate you having us on. Not a problem. And the boys today, I am taking in such joy because the boys of Blockbuster Mentality and just guys, give a shout out what your podcast is, what it's about and where we can find you real fast before we get into it. Yeah. So, yeah, Blockbuster Mentality, uh, all our updates and everything come from mostly Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Blockbuster Cast, Instagram at uh, Blockbuster Mentality. And yeah, that's where you can find us. Find us on all the your podcast platform and other movie podcasts. We try to get on guests and celebrities to uh, discuss their movies. And, and, you know, it's the way the fans can get uh, to know the guests through, uh, through what they think of a movie. You know, they, they get different perspectives of the guest and everything. So that's what we do. Word. Ben and Dave have chosen a film that strikes deep in the heart of boys our age and especially (laughs) takes a fucking bamboo shoot right into Kevin Israel's urethra as the boys have selected Kevin Israel's all-time favorite movie, (laughs) Ghostbusters. The reboot. Uh, No, just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> the reboot. 1984, a budget of $30 million, a haul of $295 million. Turn that into 2021 dollars, a budget of $77.1 million, a haul of $758.5 million. Yowza. Wowie. Zowie. Almost Avengers money. Not quite there. I would put this around probably X-Men first class money. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely up there with our with our blockbusters today. IMDB, as we know, is a scale one through ten with decimal points. I am going to ask Ben to venture a guess. And then Dave, what did Ghostbusters score on the IMDB scale? IMDb scale. Uh, well, I I did look at it, but I oh, then recuse what, yourself. No, 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 no. So what I thought it was going to be, though, before I looked at it, I thought it was going to be six point one, six point two. Judging by you know typical IMDb scores, Dave, I did not cheat. Uh, I'll go seven point three. Kevin Israel, eight four, seven eight. <laughs> okay close close wow rotten tomatoes is a one through 100 percentage score dave you go first ben second kevin israel third i'll say 89 ben uh it's beloved so uh i'll go 84 kevin israel I'm going to go lower. I'm gonna go, this is the critic. We're doing critics, right? Yeah. I'm going to do uh, 77. 97. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> this spot a problem right away. Kevin Israel taking a, a cocky sip already off the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Audience score, Kevin Israel. You go first this time, then Ben, then Dave. See, the, the 
I've been burned by this before because I always think that the audience is going to be higher than the critics, but I, I, I mean, I 89. Okay. Yeah. I'd say 85. All right. Uh, if IMDb was 7.8, uh, I, I would say 91. One of you is a proud winner of two showcases, and that is Kevin Israel at 88. <laughs> the guy wearing a Ghostbusters <laughs> hoodie. <laughs> Not my only one, by the way. I bet. Oh, please I bet. tell me you have one for part. <laughs> please tell me you have one for part two, so I can wait. You by by the way, and I, I I can't do it because there's just too much shit in here. I have two dogs named Gozer and Vigo. Oh my goodness, that sounds about right. That the second right. dog should file for animal abuse with the name Vigo because that second film <laughs> is there sucks. Is there CGI? We were gonna name it. Too? We were gonna name it Zool, and then I was like, that's gonna be the most obnoxious thing. Like the Zool, <laughs> don't you yeah. poop in the kitchen? Who's a good boy, Zool? Yeah. Who's a good boy? Funny how Zool's also code for asshole. Is it asshole? <laughs> Zool? Azul? There you go. That is accurate. Yep. Quotes. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Kevin Israel, I'm, sure I'm going to leave as many for you as possible. I think I took a few that were on the lesser scale. Number two, print is dead. Egon Spangler, 20 years plus ahead of the curve on that one, huh? This is probably my favorite one I forgot about. That's the bedroom. Nothing ever happens there. What a crime. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to go with the obvious ones because uh, oh yeah, I there's, know. Just, there's just tons of obvious ones. I know. Um, I'm not done yet, goddammit. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where are we? The teens, I think. Well, when we get to the 20s, I'm going to throw up. And, the ob- and I'll give one obvious. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. And I apply that, quote, to virtually everyday knowledge. Kevin Israel, your turn. My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. I've said that I don't know how many times. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. And having worked for government, that one strikes really, really close to home. <laughs> the last one, everybody these days has three mortgages. <laughs> Gentlemen, any quotes from you? Uh, the only one worth mentioning, I believe, is... Uh... Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> so, I get a laugh from my co-host, so that's good. <laughs> that was an obvious one. That's why I didn't put that one on there. I, I knew one of you was going to peg that one. Well, I was just picking the good ones. And, All right. And that's really the only good one. Tell that to Dickless, <laughs> tell that to Dickless over here. I love yeah. that. Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. 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 Slimer was based on John Belushi. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were still going or if we were supposed oh, no, no, to. No, no, no. I, I was waiting for a reaction that it did not okay, get. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> get out of here. Once, Lucy? once receiving the $30 million budget approval, Ackroyd had exactly 12 months to write, shoot, and put the effects in place to meet the June 84 release date. Makes wow. sense. That was, yeah, that was a task too tall. The role of Lewis the accountant was originally supposed to go to, take a guess, big hit, big star in the 80s. Huge star. Comedy comedic here. No. But I like what you're thinking. Oh, um, uh, 
They're all in this movie. No. Uh, John Candy. Ooh. I don't have one. That's- ben, pour yourself a scotch. You hit that fucker in the head. Oh. John Candy. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> all they, right. They, I, uh... Candy oh. envisioned Lewis as a stern German man with a thick accent and kept dozens of dogs, but filmmakers wanted to keep the original Lewis character to be meek and mild, so it went to Rick Moranis. Damn. That did, no, well, I, that's one thing I'm glad they went with. I love John Candy, but I think Rick Moranis worked better. And then yeah, he got one of the few bright the spots. Yeah. 500 gallon batches of not marshmallow, but shaving cream were dumped onto the extras when they blew up the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and only 75 pounds of shaving cream dumped for William Atherton. And now the best five fun facts I have ever unearthed in the 70 some episodes in the history of this podcast Ooh. is. Do you say that lead- every episode or uh, Kevin is have, have I ever said? No, that? no, I'm 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 on the edge of my seat to find out what this fact is deleted from this film was a scene where Bill Murray plays. Carl Spackler from Caddyshack as a bum along with Dan Aykroyd when Lewis Tully is attacked by a demon dog. You motherfuckers took away an extra scene from my all-time favorite film and kept it out because of time constraints, quote unquote. <laughs> took that out. Fuck you. That's such a coming that's such a coming to America move. Speaking I know, right? Which, not to derail here, but I just found out that in Liar Liar, uh, you can see Bill, or not Bill Murray, uh, Jim Carrey doing Fire Marshal Bill in the background after <laughs> he does the whole plane incident at the end. You can see him just as an extra talking on a walkie-talkie as Fire Marshal, Fire Marshal Bill. So, fun fact for you there. I'm going to pause this. I'll be back in 15 minutes, fellas, because uh, <laughs> Fire Marshal Bill is the jam. Yeah, can I add in one fact? I would love for you to add in a fact. So the uh, Ghostbusters, the moniker was actually already taken by a TV show that yeah. was created in the in the seventies, which I which I remembered the actual show, and I don't remember why I saw it because I don't think it aired typically by us. But then that that Ghostbusters actually became a cartoon, which was terrible and featured a gorilla and a flying car. And so when they came out with the Ghostbusters animated show, they had to. That's why they had to call it the real Ghostbusters, because the the first Ghostbusters beat them to the punch. Trying to juice off the uh, the success of the movie. I did oh, see that yeah. in my uh, in my notes. Do you remember the arcade game, the real Ghostbusters? It sucked. <laughs> so I no, I do not, do not remember it. So, okay. uh, do either Kevin's have any action figures? Because I had uh, I had a Venkman for sure. I had all I, of them. I had no action <laughs> figures because it was a garbage cartoon. Oh, I, I, yeah. Yeah, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mask, Thundercats, He-Man. That's all we had here. That's all we needed because that shit had a story, substance, and a good goddamn time. And and amazing theme songs. Albeit, though, this has a a fucking iconic one. But no one gives a shit about toys here. This is not Funko Land, all right? This (laughs) is time for our guest, Blockbuster Mentality, Kevin Israel 2. Got Got the... the... Sacred Cow! Hey, Kev, do you grind your teeth when you sleep? Boy, I'm amazed I still have teeth. Because if so, I must be one of 40 million Americans who do. Whether it's stress, anxiety, or an abnormal bite... 
Chronic teeth grinding will lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. And that's no fun. But the good thing is the number one teeth grinding prevention recommended by dentists is the custom-fitted night guard. However, it's costly, with the average dentist charging two to $300 per guard, and you will grind through several per year. Two to three hundred dollars is a lot of movie tickets now that the theater is opening back up. But using Smile Brilliance Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom fitted night guards for as little as are you ready for this? Forty-five dollars per guard. Wow. And additionally, Smile Brilliant has custom fitted teeth whitening trays and the Carry Pro electric toothbrush. So listen, go over to smilebrilliant.com and use code GTSC. Help us out a little bit, right? GTSC at checkout for 30% off. You're getting something for 30% off. What? Once again, that's smilebrilliant.com and use GTSC at podcast. Back to the show. Well, sacred's a strong word. Uh, <laughs> Dave, where do we start? Do we start Ackroyd? Do you want to start with Ackroyd? Well, yeah, I think the, the cast is a big problem. I mean, you got <laughs> Bill Murray. Yeah, I mean, Bill Murray is great, and Bill Murray is great and everything. And as we talked about Rick Moranis, he's good. He's hilarious. But I think everybody else falls apart, and I think Ackroyd is, would be the number one target here, Ben. I mean, did the guy do anything in his, in his career? He's famous for one line, Jane, you ignorant slut. Everything else was a downhill slope. Why was this guy in a million movies in the 80s and the 90s? He's not funny. He's terrible. And apparently he even believed a lot of this nonsensical plot that's in this thing, Ben. Yeah, he, he actually, yes, he, he believed it. I don't know if he, is he a Scientologist? No, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, it, it would make sense if he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here but, are my uh, crazy ideas. Let's make a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking as I was re-watching this movie, yeah, I mean, his first of all, his character is pointless. Second of all, he just <laughs> falls flat in everything he does. Um, you know, I mean, he's had things here and there, you know. It's like he's good at playing the straight man, but like in this he's just i don't know he's not even the straight man he's just he's just exposition that's yeah, it and like, he crosses, i gotta get the gadget into the thing and then i gotta move it back over here okay don't press this okay you see the button you gotta push the button in this sequence here we go guys here we go yeah it's like and, that's uh, the whole movie <laughs> and, and uh you know oh i'm getting a ghost blowjob let me cross my eyes <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that be funny guys to put that in the movie particularly um, for the kids i think that they really yeah. appreciated that <laughs> Yeah, this is because uh, this is PG, right? I believe this yep. is PG. PG. Yep. yep, PG movie. Um, before this is when PG all. actually meant something. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean the the cast. I mean yeah, I mean, obviously Bill Murray and Rick Moranis. They kind of steal the show cast wise. Yeah, they can't but, fail, uh, right? So right. That, yeah. But that's just like basic level of competence because they're both hilarious, great actors. Right. Exactly. And then continuing with the cast. What, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on Harold Ramis, Dave? He's a good writer, but a bad actor. I mean, there's yeah. there's deadpan, and then there's just like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it says don't cross the streams, you know. I mean, that's a you know silly line, you know, because you know, I took it as you know people pissing you know together, and you cross the stream, play sword fight, maybe a little. Is that is that is, was that the joke? Yeah, I think yeah. sword sword fighting. Uh... <laughs> I mean, definitely was there. But then at the end, they're like, you know what, guys? We've been keeping these things apart in the whole movie. Let's put them together for some reason. Maybe we should cross the stream. I'm not tempted. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, which I didn't understand, by the way. I mean, because I guess you know, new, I guess the the world's gonna blow up or something if you touch them. But now I don't know because the door swings both ways. We can now blow up the world without really blowing it up. I don't know. And I think that was. I think here's the way. Here's the way I look at it. This is a kids movie with some adult humor, uh, and to try to make it more than that, I think that's where it fails. Because we you can nitpick this thing to death because the plot is absurd and the things with crossing the streams is absurd. You can put that aside, uh, but if you do that, I think you can't say this is a truly great movie. Uh, so that, I think that's my that's my main problem with it. No, yeah. I, I like you know. What do you think about that, Ben? Yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, to to continue well, no, I I totally agree with that. But yeah, to continue on here with, uh, you know, what's wrong with this movie? Um, it, so they see a ghost for the first time. You know, it's oh, okay, we see a ghost. Bill Murray has already been established as a skeptic. You know, it doesn't. We don't really know what he believes and everything. I get it, guys. This is a comedy. We're not supposed to be looking at it as, you know, oh, you know, it's a, you know, plot hole central, but still, you, you gotta, you gotta make sense of things. You got Bill Murray is a, is a skeptic, and then he just, we get no backstory on, on Dan Aykroyd or Harold Ramis, and then Bill Murray and them see a ghost and they're like, Hey, let's start the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. And then they make a commercial and everything. If you, you know, if you tell us, we'll believe you. Their first client, Sigourney Re- Weaver, they're questioning her. Like, they don't eh, believe her. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so you get your first client you, and you don't believe her after you said you would believe her after these commercials. Um, so it, it was just like, okay, so, and then the only reason Bill Murray goes to his or her house is because, Peter Vankman, sorry, I'm saying actors and, and characters, mixing them up. Uh, but uh, the only reason he goes to his house because he has the hots for Sigourney, you know? And, uh, but as soon as the hotel calls... They're like all over it. And then all of a sudden they have these weapons with no explanation that can capture these ghosts. It's, it's a what, rea- the, what the hell? I mean, what, what, what's going on? It's a reactor on my back. Yes. <laughs> I all of a sudden have a, a reactor. <laughs> I love watching Kevin's face. I know. Just scrunch up in consternation the entire time. Oh, he's going to shit a fucking lump of coal at his asshole the size of Nebraska. Go on. <laughs> You know, there's something else too, Ben. I think uh, uh, Kevin mentioned this a few minutes ago. It's the idea of, uh, you know, the, the government in your way. But this turns into like uh, some sort of like Reagan era 80s small business propaganda against the government. <laughs> like, it's like, it's really kind of laying it on thick. When you, you know, right. when you watch it as a kid, you don't really maybe pick up on that. And uh, th- that, that one struck me as weird. And, and, you know, as you said, with the, with, with those proton packs, I mean, well, I got to get the government off my back so I could carry around a nuclear reactor on my back. Like, yeah, I mean, a little extreme. They, they got to regulate this, and the environmentalist comes in. They got to, you know, make sure they're regulating everything. Um, you know, maybe one of the best performances of the movie, actually, the guy who played Peck. He was a he actually did a really good job. Far better than Dan Aykroyd or Harold Ramis, that's for sure. Well, that's the only character he ever plays. So as a douche, we have it. <laughs> it's a good douche. <laughs> it's a great douche. Die Hard, fucking Biodome, even too. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we we you know uh, again for the the client thing, it disturbed me. I was disturbed <laughs> by by them, you know, just brushing off Sigourney Weaver, their first 
clients. But then, yeah, they go to the hotel and all of a sudden they have these packs, they have their uniforms and boom. Oh, we captured the green guy. I mean, the green guy is probably, I mean, outside of the stay puffed marshmallow man, he's probably the most iconic ghost from this movie. And, you know, when people see that, they, you know, will know it's Ghostbusters. Uh, but, uh, but it's, there's no, um, again, I know it's a comedy, guys. I know it's a comedy, but there's no consistency with, what ghosts are you know you got ghosts who can go through things and seem like humans they even bring it up later like they're coming back from the dead and everything like humans coming back from the dead but then you have the slime slob creature <laughs> guy blob creature like and they okay. just like shrug it off oh yeah you got slimed <laughs> Fuck you, i got slimed <laughs> it'll just happen yeah. it doesn't explain anything like any kind of an afterlife any they're just they're just going with it and i mean right. we just go along with it because you're not supposed to think too much about this movie which is kind of fun and okay but it's not a great movie right and then yeah yeah because i mean it's like some points i think are we supposed to take this serious now or or not i feel like i think you're just supposed to move it along like a jj yeah. abrams movie you just keep moving along and don't think about it too much don't ask questions <laughs> and then uh but yeah it's the green blob guy but but wait no it's it's not just floaty people who can go through things it's also gargoyle dogs who are physical <laughs> things and then they can possess people and then yeah there's slime left behind it's like it it it, it just makes no sense what, um what about the effects how, how would you grade the effects because i don't think they're good but it's also 1984 so yes so night for 1984 i mean it's you know it, they're fine, you know, the, the reactors, whatever they're called. I'm sure uh, Kevin will tell us what they are when he, you know, goes off on his <laughs> tangent. Um, <laughs> this is the model uh, 3, 4, uh, B, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um So, so you know, you, you got, uh, yeah, the effects. So yeah, the weapons are cool, but yeah. the rest is... For a it 19- doesn't hold up, right? Yeah, not so much. I mean, 1984, I mean, you had all three Star Wars original trilogy before this, and the, the dogs, the gargoyle dogs are just crappy stop motion. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's not uh, believable at all. They do some, like, upper shots of the city, and it's just, you can t- tell it's just a drawing. And, uh, you know, it seemed like uh, Hollywood should be way past that by that point even for 1984 i mean i I don't know maybe i'm wrong on this what do you think dave well i I think just the way the effects don't hold up i think that's just kind of true for the movie i mean the the more you watch it with a critical eye just i actually even though there's some criticism about how they start out as ghostbusters it is it is fun right i mean you could because you the characters do have some chemistry and bill murray is hilarious but then once they get going you know catching ghosts is pretty cool that's kind of a fun thing but then it goes into this weird gozor plot we're gonna there's a cult of gozer or dozer or rule i don't even know these names or names i don't I've ever heard of and then oh, there's the building and it was like this the antenna for the ghosts and this is just to fill a plot hole for why our, our ghostbusters have so many ghosts to catch basically right <laughs> And the movie just starts losing me here. I, if it was just them with a simpler story of just chasing ghosts and maybe, maybe like facing one big bad ghost or something like that in some form, I think this would have been a much better film. But it gets, it tries to be creepy and it kind of falls flat. At least now, you know, for its time, eighty four, I can see why it was huge at the box office. I could, see, and I know why. As a kid, I loved it. Uh, but. Yeah, I think that's the general thing. Just as the way the effects don't hold, don't hold up, the same goes for the story. Yeah, and and yeah, speaking of the you know the building, the spirit antenna, 
like it, it's a building and it's yeah it's an antenna for spirits to come and they don't it's like, really sorry it's just harold rame is like droning on like he's reading out of a book like oh, okay guys now this makes total sense it's like so you're just like throwing me for a further loop <laughs> Uh, but but uh so yeah i mean you, you got that and then i mean and then the ending just kind of seems to drag on and drag on and drag on i mean um you know you got them on the rooftop well first of all before they're about to go on the rooftop they they fall for through the ground the 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 road in front of them collapses unnecessarily <laughs> yeah that's terrible um, like like, <laughs> like a bad earthquake kind of thing yeah. Yeah. like we know they're okay like okay oh that was funny ha, that's ha, true ha. are they are, is there ever any sense that they're in any kind of danger throughout this no no there's not <laughs> you're just like and, they're, they're gonna win they're gonna be fine it's not even there's no tension really it's just like who is this woman on this halter <laughs> yeah hold on one second hold on one second I'm going to call attention to my co-host who's sitting like with his arms crossed, his arms crossed, like he's waiting for that hostess to fetch her manager because someone did not bring the ranch dressing in time for his wings like that. I have to, I have to be honest. The, one, the main reason I look like this is because my wife took my chair out of here and I'm sitting on this metal $12 chair. And my ass is numb, so that's part of the reason I'm oh, so miserable. I thought it was I thought it was the I have a cunt face face on and it's ready to roll. So I had to call attention to I that. I mean it's Sorry. partially that. They're, they're what they're saying isn't helping my mood. Oh yeah, I keep, my, I keep uh, my completely numb cheeks are are it's gonna be even more cranky. <laughs> I keep I keep even yeah, I keep glancing at him. I'm just like, Oh my god, we're we're gonna like rage out off right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, this is your guys' show, you know. You you brought it on yourselves. You guys can uh, jump in anytime. Did I? (laughs) You did. Uh, But, uh, and then Ernie Hudson is Winston. I mean, is there any point to this character? It it feels token, and I don't want to say that. He's not a bad actor. (laughs) Guess who's getting canceled, fuckers? I didn't say it. So you can't cancel me, but he's right. It feels like uh, that, right? Like he's just there just to be the, you know, we saw this in a lot of movies in the eighties and the nineties, but they just throw in a black character who doesn't really do much, but have a couple of lines to just kind of be there. So it could have been nice if there was something more than that. But then again, with the movie and the way all the other characters were, well, then it's just par for the course. Right. And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, the, the ending sort of drags on on the roof. It's just like, okay, this, uh, uh, David Bowie looking chick down and, you know, is, uh, (laughs) trying to intimidate them. And then, you know, at one point they're not supposed to think because she's going to, she allows them to choose. She allows them to choose what will be your undoing or whatever the hell she says. And that's a great um, point. So they're like, clear your mind, which is obviously impossible. You could have just thought of like, I don't know, uh, a peach. <laughs> like, <laughs> Then J. Edgar Hoover would show up and destroy the city. Yes. Oh, that's exactly. true. But how do you not think? That, that's, that's the problem. Right. And, and they, the best thing that they could come up with for the final boss for, for for Ghostbusters to save the universe is a giant marshmallow man. Right. I mean, you're just like, just, just, just. Can we end the movie now? Because right, <laughs> it was totally made up for the movie. Like, I could see having him. Like, do they even establish that this thing exists in that universe before he even shows up? 
Yeah, like, there's Stay Puft marshmallows on her counter in the kitchen. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, so oh some in world the background. So, oh, actually, it's uh, <laughs> it's you asked the question. For me, I believe this movie should have went full slapstick because, at, at, you know, it's not, um, you know, fully it's not fully slapstick. So, I mean, like the laughs don't come like they should, like when you're supposed to laugh, it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, I was kind of invested in the more horror elements. And then when it is the horror element, it's just like, okay, so I'm supposed to be invested in this now. Like, I feel like they should have yeah, went. You I know. think that's a great point. It's not, it doesn't do comedy horror. It actually tries to scare you. And then when it all leads up to this one moment at the end, you know, at the altar, at the top of the building, it's just not delivering at all if they had kept it lighter throughout then it could have been more effective we're, we're led to believe that the world is at stake at no point do i feel that way at no point do i feel like the team is in danger it's just like another obstacle uh, maybe to deliver uh, some some silly lines but yeah it tried to be a little bit too serious and i think that's the big failure of the movie yeah definitely and then uh, another point is just the relationship with bill murray and sigourney weaver kind of just was just like there all of a sudden you know she was pushing them away kind of and then you know they meet up and he's talking to her while she's with this other guy and then all of a sudden they're dating so okay um and then you know he sees her she's like possessed and and possessed the whole rest of the movie and uh disintegrated gargoyle which was fun <laughs> you know uh but uh but yeah i mean that's that's ghostbusters in a nutshell yeah. <laughs> do you I have mean, any other points dave i mean no i just don't make too much of this thing and i, and I think i love it for nostalgia factor as an as a as a kid who grew up you know in that time watching this movie when i was a kid i don't even mind the sequel because i know what it is I oh I don't, you I lost don't me now you know why? Because it's fun and it's silly and it's dumb and I, I get a laugh and I kind of like having fun with the characters, but I don't I don't pretend that it's anything more than it is. And yes, this money made a lot of money for some reason. It's well, we, you know, we can do Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, there's you could find not 90 plus movies all over Rotten Tomatoes that aren't that great. Um, so I think this one is, is fed by nostalgia by the generation. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie, but it's just not a great movie. I don't think. Fellas, get, where we stand. Give me a number one to ten from each of you. Your own opinions of it. You go, Ben. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would give it a. I mean, what was it? Seven on IMDb. Way too high. Ninety-three. Yeah. Uh, I would give it uh, a four point five. Four and a half on an IMDb Dave? scale. Oh yeah, one through ten. Sure. I give it a six. Wow. Kevin, I've never done this. I'm going to let you choose because I know where you lean, but you know where I lean. Do you want to fucking get all that angst out now? Or do you want to come into Mariano Rivera this shit? <laughs> well, I'd, like to, I'd, I'd like to go first. I, I, I had a feeling you would say that. Please <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting. <laughs> hey, gang. We here on the show often use the expression, that doesn't happen. You know how we can say that with such confidence? Because we have an actual fucking scientist sponsoring this show. That's right. Mr. A.M. Compson is our new sponsor, and he's helping spread scientific knowledge with his new lecture series. Are you a nerd who thinks school is too tough? Go to A.M. Compson to find books on a wide range of science and mathematics topics. That's university-level teaching at a fraction of the cost. Are you a tough guy who thinks school is for nerds? Then go to A.M. Compson and pick up the night school version of these books, which has the same exact information condensed with punchlines and swearing. 
new material every few weeks. It's like OnlyFans, but their fathers are actually proud of them. So go to amcompson.com today to start learning science. That's amcompson.com. So first, I'm going to preface this. This is my favorite movie. That's I'm not, not saying this is the greatest movie. I don't think this is even probably in the top 10 greatest movies. It's my favorite movie. This is my opinion. I realize it's a, not a perfect movie, It's but it's my favorite movie. And I watched, so I just watched it today. Now, I've watched this movie probably a few times a year. And I hadn't watched it in a few months. And I watched it. And Kevin and I always talk about it. Since starting this podcast, I watch movies in a completely different light. Even when I'm just watching a movie for fun, you just it, you can't help but be overly ana- analytical. It almost ruins movies for you. So I went into this and I was like, I'm gonna, you know, really take a, a hard, honest look at this movie. And there are there, you, a lot of the problems that you pointed out are, are absolutely correct. The special effects don't hold up, but I mean, no special effects hold up from the '80s. You could say mm. Star Wars holds up. Star Wars looks okay. And especially now, most of the times you see Star Wars, they were, it was the remastered versions. But the the point of this movie definitely wasn't the special effects. That said, this was the first movie I ever saw at a movie theater. 1984, my, my sister took me to see it. Um, and I was eight. Movie scared the shit out of me. I didn't. I remember not realizing it was a, supposed to be a comedy until probably six or seven years later uh, <laughs> when I saw it again. And I was like, oh, this was a funny movie. This wasn't because then they came out. <laughs> and yeah, so so for me, this movie also holds a huge amount of nostalgia. This movie is probably one of the first real in your face attempts at a, at a crossover genre type movie like this, where they tried to mix comedy, science fiction and horror. For me, they for me, it worked. For me, it it has a very eerie feel to it. The movies, for some reason, the movie in the '80s, and I never know. I they must have started filming on different cameras uh, in the '90s because if you look at how the second movie was filmed to this, it has a very different look. It has a, a much grainier, much more real kind of movie. The look of the movie just has more gravity than the second movie. If you wanted a slapstick comedy movie, that was what the second movie was. The yeah. second movie, they just went all in on the comedy. They were like, ah, screw trying to the horror and the the seriousness, we're going to fucking have the Titanic come back and Cheech Marin look shot. <laughs> like that. They went all in on comedy. This movie, they really walked the line between uh, comedy and horror. And I think in a lot of the scenes, it, it works. The, the, the beginning, the beginning of the movie, when the, when the librarian is walking through the, the stacks, if you've never seen this movie before, that's a, that's an eerie feeling. We've all been in some area late at night having to put shit away and you get that weird feeling. It's a it's a scary moment. And when they show her, get shocked, and then you never see the ghost. You see it later. That's that's that was a, that's a real moment. And f- and for a number of years, when I saw that, I still got that same like, wow, this is they 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 managed a scare in this. And then when you meet the when you meet the characters, to say <laughs> to say Dan Aykroyd is a is isn't a isn't a funny actor is is it it. I, I can't even respond to it. But mm, struck in, a nerve. Struck a nerve. In terms of in terms of this movie, each of those characters fills a very specific point. Bill Murray is the sarcastic asshole. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is the true believer, and Harold Ramis is is the nerd, is the socially awkward nerd who knows everything. And they've both and they fill all of those roles perfectly. 
Dan Aykroyd's character does change a little bit as you kind of progress through the movie. He kind of becomes a little more, little more. So he starts to kind of fade into Bill Murray's character a little bit, and the on the sarcasm and just the uh, he starts to lose that like awe and true belief feel that. So th- so there is that. I will say one of my problems with this movie, and I just realized it today, is that Bill Murray, well Peter Vankman, is an asshole. Oh, and we all knew that. You know that Peter Venkman's an asshole. Bill Murray's an asshole, I believe, in all his roles. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. But he's supposed to be, like, the hero of this movie. He's supposed to be the guy you really like. And he's a complete asshole. He's a misogynist. Sort of seems like he might be kind of rapey. And he, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't, he treats his friends like shit. And, the only t- and he, he, he makes his buddy mortgage his family home right. a third time. So he's a, Bill Murray is really kind of detestable in this. But that said, as 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 bad of a person as he is, when he has the chance to take advantage of Dana, he doesn't. He's he 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 knocks her out. He does the right thing. He calls him up. He's like, we got so. And I, I so I think that shows that uh, that through all of that buildup, and we all know. Guys who try to put on this veneer of cool, kind of cocky asshole kind of people, Kevin Goatee. And uh, I knew but, I was coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> but but underneath that, they're actually a, a good, decent person, and that's what you see in Peter Venkman in that in that moment. Because otherwise, if he was really that guy that he'd been setting himself up to be with the with the with the card test in the beginning, with the student and the <laughs> and the making the kid spit his gum out, which still makes me laugh, the he would have he would have fucked her. Like I could, and I could have seen that movie. Like if they made that, like almost like that, that like '90s raunchy teenage movie, he would have probably banged her. And then years later, we would have been like, "That's rape." Yeah. Like we would have laughed in 2001, and then in 2021, we would have been like, "We can't ever watch that movie again because that's kind of rape." But they didn't do that. They made it. They made his character redeemable, and then he sort of comes around. Which for yeah. me is one of the reasons I like this movie. This movie is is a full story. Listen. I'm sorry that you didn't get your Iron Man build the suit moment where they explain every bit of detail and they talk to Jarvis and have explained to you how they got or or the or the the back to the future moment where he's like, I got the the plutonium from the Iranians. And then the Iranians come and kill him, which I Libyans. God damn it. Libyans. Libyans. Wow. Wow. The Libyans. Come on. Putting it in 2021 terms. Canceled. The. the, uh, You're, I'm sorry you didn't get that. I'm sorry that you just couldn't say, "Oh, they're scientists and they build shit." You must. There's a lot of movies that just that just say you have to accept this. So you guys must hate a lot of movies because, as as a as a as a a comedy sci-fi movie, this movie wasn't going to force feed you all of the information. You just had to accept some of it. The uh, wait, I got to go to my notes now because accept some of it. I should accept some of it. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you want a four-hour movie where they're going to show you like piecing it together and say, "Oh, this is how the transistor goes into the like," if you want that, you can. I'm sure there's that a YouTube channel out there where they'll build a proton pack for you. It would have been more fulfilling. I don't need four hours of it. I'm just saying, like, and you, you know, know what? And they did that in the shitty remake a lot of the stuff you wanted I is in the shitty remake and that's and why that's, that's no that's a masterpiece <laughs> no when they show when they show them in the <laughs> alleyway testing and i don't know and i blocked that entire movie from my head and i don't know why i remember it now when they i don't know why you watched it begin with shame on you <laughs> i had to i mean i i just had to know like i, had I never to saw know. it it's you know it, i was gonna make some ridiculous masturbating analogy but i'm not going to the uh oh <laughs> you, you kind of just did but the, yeah. the uh 
that scene is terrible when they show that. And it feels like such a waste of time. Who cares that they're testing it? They have it. We get it. We, I don't need to know how it works or, or the government regulations behind it. Oh, and that goes, wait. And this goes back to my point about Peter Bankman. Peter Bankman's an asshole. And he's the cause of all of the problems that happened in the last third of the movie. If he just said, yeah, Templeton Peck, I'll show you around and we'll work this all out. And we'll, you know, if we need to get some permits, we'll get the permits. The whole, that none of the rest of the movie would have never happened because the containment unit would have never expo- exploded. There would have, Gozer would have never gotten the sign and they would have just gone on, I guess, busting ghosts and uh, being happy. So Peter Vankman's really the reason because he has to be an asshole to the government guy. He's <laughs> the reason that everything ends up transpiring in the, in the last, in the third act of the movie. He was an asshole to Dickless. Yeah, well. Um, now, I think he was more afraid oh. of, a, of, a, of, a, of some sort of a supernatural being than he was uh, getting a little handsy with Sigourney Weaver. That's my take on that. Your, your complaint that they don't explain the different types of ghosts? Also, Jesus Christ, guys. What do you mean, want, a fucking dictionary? For, I didn't for say this? I needed an ex- explanation. They, but they did. They expl- he says, oh, my God, you know, it's a class four repeating vapor. Like, you get an idea that there are different <laughs> kinds of ghosts. Out what? There. <laughs> but you don't need to but you don't need to know why do you why do you need to know what each one is you get you get the idea that oh they have classifications for these ghosts and they're different and we've seen different kind of ghosts you see like the zombie cab driver what you really get is you think he just said this off the top of his head because they they seemingly have no idea what they're doing but somehow get their hands on this like crazy tech i can't wait till the three of you share a tongue kiss at the end of this episode (laughs) i can't wait either actually i I was promised that and then then you you said the end drags on a giant marshmallow man storming through new york city and stepping on a church is dragging on what the fuck you guys must be really disappointed at the end of porn like ah jesus <laughs> he just kept stroking until so finally he blew on her face yeah that's how it works guys but i just wait, i just watched the middle parts who yeah who, who, who lasts to the end <laughs> <laughs> you, you should you should see the end it's usually it's usually the best part yeah, it's um, the end of Ghostbusters. Well, I'm, I'm done in the over. Yeah. I don't even oh, get five so minutes. Ernie, in. Ernie Hudson, you're complaining about Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I, absolutely. His character felt tacked on, but it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy, and he was supposed to have a much bigger part. And he, and we then they it. brought Ernie Hudson in, and Ernie Hudson was clearly not the comedic actor that Eddie Murphy was. So the, part, <laughs> no. the part got seriously downsized, and I think then it even got cut more once that once it was filmed. Now that's a movie I want to watch. But I, oh, you're 100 percent right. I would love to see that movie with with Eddie Murphy. And again. I'm not saying this is a perfect movie by any means. Do I think it's a great movie? Absolutely. It's 100% a great movie. It, it, it checks all the boxes as far as a genre-splitting movie going from horror to comedy. It has a cast that was iconic at the time that brought, I mean, like Caddyshack, like so mm-hmm. many of those movies of the time, they brought, they brought an amazing cast together who I thought works incredibly off each other. The, the jokes all land. You guys said a quote and you both laughed. Like, how bad could a movie be if... One quote. Fucking whatever. <laughs> Twenty-seven years later, one quote. The movie—that was the only quote you said. But exactly, the movie, the that's the only is, quote I remembered. <laughs> the movie is massively quotable. It the the jokes still hold up today, and the jokes work. Unlike the sequel, and unlike the horrible remake, it's got it's got conversational jokes, conversational humor, which I like when it's when it seems like. Humor that two people would say to each other in an actual comedy, not where it's like da 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 zing, and then you get fucking everybody laughs like that. This this was this was a was a conversational humor between guys who they all had you know they had at the SNL experience. 
they all work together. You could you could feel the chemistry between the cast. The story still holds up. The special effects don't. There's there's no there's no denying that. But it's still cool to see. I still think seeing the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man storm through the through the city is is entertaining as hell. And storm, we're like which, slogged through, which right. we knew about from mush, mush through the city, which we knew um, about from scene sixteen point three four that uh, was in the background on the counter. So yeah, I, no, you're right. I couldn't think of a worse way to end the movie than a, a giant marshmallow man walking through the city I, and you and it's not and, funny um, it's not dangerous it, it, it's just a total nothing <laughs> and dave and dave said that he wanted a movie where they chase some ghosts and then they end up battling a big bad ghost at the end that's the movie you got that well, was the some, movie. like a big they bad tried, like now they tried to i'm yes, actually they, afraid of someone that i think is the real threat to everybody not just this completely silly thing he's, he's sort of like the michelin man but with like a hat i mean <laughs> but that, and that but and that I'm was not, but, but that was the irony of the whole situation that they could have chosen anything and this ridiculous cartoonish character shows up and then when when you actually get a look in his face and he makes that evil angry face <laughs> you think oh my god he looks he's No you think this is terrible up. and I'm laughing why isn't the movie over <laughs> The movie the movie for me still <laughs> He fall off his chair. Dave, I was just gonna say, he got so angry. I was just ducking out. He, he, Gozer, he, Moser, Bloser, uh, coronary. He literally ROFL'd. <laughs> the uh, yeah, and then you know, you've said they should have gone full slapstick, which is what they did in the the remake, which was which was. Well, we're, ta- we're not talking about the remake. We're, ta- we're right, talking- but that's but that's that's what happened. If they if you took that movie and tried to make it full slapstick, you'd end up with this oh, overly comedied mess you're di- you're just ma- you're just mad that it was females yeah you yes, just yes. Have a- <laughs> yes you got me damn it you got me so regardless this movie to me will always be a classic and like i said i get that it's not a not a absolutely perfect movie but i think it holds up people will will love it for years to come and the cast will always be iconic again and- it's it's a beloved movie like you said i mean it's yeah. It, it's uh yeah it's yeah there's no denying its cultural impact. I, I, we just think it's overrated, but but by a good chunk. For me, it's an eight. Whoa! I thought Whoa. I was going to get more out of you than an eight. No, like look, wow. like I said, I I realize I recognize that this is this is my personal favorite movie. I don't think it's I don't think it's a perfect movie. There are movies that I know that are better that I might not like as much or I might not want to watch as often. But I you know I I I can like something a lot and be realistic about its quality and its and its and its place in the universe. Oh, I I got all that. I just expected you to go like eight and a, at least nine. Honestly, got eight and a half. Nine no, was the it's, not, it's not. I don't, it's not a nine. I mean, nine movies are are are, are yeah. top tier movies. Notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where every day, Monday through Friday, being truthful, where Kevin Israel and I have new blogs for you every single day. That doesn't happen. Movie news, movie quotes, movies we've seen, sequels we want to see or don't want to see. And do not forget, please, if you have not yet done so, a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Google, you name it. We're fucking on it, goddammit. Notes. Did you all forget the librarian in the beginning was Ray Finkel's mom from Ace Ventura? No one? Am I the only one? <laughs> You're the only one. What do you know? Little footballs. Huh? Big football fan. <laughs> Things of the past that will have to be explained to young people. A card catalog, which was the biggest waste of fucking time learning this in school, as was square dancing in gym class. 
we just talked about <laughs> yes i just in my oh, God. In my professional life we were just talking about square dancing good what's the point yeah honorable mention geometry and algebra unless you're an engineer what monsters of parents would name their kid egon yeah good point write the child protective services you go <laughs> Bill Murray, oh God, Bill Murray makes zero attempts to lose his Chicago accent despite being a New York scientist. <laughs> what an idiot. Ectoplasm looks like Peter North shot a four roper into those books. <laughs> Google that, young listeners. It's a fucking winning quality joke. Make sure I you stay s- to the end. It's also, uh, <laughs> also I t- yeah you would never know that if you didn't watch the whole thing. Sorry guys. I too saw this movie in the theater, but this was not the first movie I saw in the theater. My parents have alerted me. My first movie I saw, of course, too young to comprehend it, was another Bill Murray film called Stri- uh, No Stripes. Excuse me, Meatballs. Oh, Boy, that film is trash. Watch that as an adult. <laughs> But I remember this being one of three memories was the library ghost scaring the literal fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. The special effects are so goddamn bad. I mean, the ghost, <laughs> the library ghost yells, are like a librarian reading a book to kindergartners or my, my daughter, actually a five-year-old. R and you know who said that Ivan Reitman guys, you couldn't have somebody else for ADR with $30 million budget. Eat a dick. now kevin israel get ready to cue this up a cellist can afford an apartment on the upper west side on central park west all that space and a fucking balcony that doesn't happen i should have done family money yeah i should have done more than one year of violin lessons so i wouldn't have to do this dopey podcast anymore (laughs) i saw the department go who the what is this shit they make make okay money they don't make central park west money fuck you uh young sigourney weaver ooh la la for three dudes strapped for cash that open a brand new business how in the good goddamn name can they afford two video games and a pinball machine in that firehouse? <laughs> Three mortgages. This, yeah. This film is smoking in a hotel old. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> I got Ben with that one. <laughs> if you like that one, Ben, get this. <laughs> They're wearing unlicensed nuclear accelerators on their backs, but Dan Aykroyd's smoking a fucking cigarette, huh? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, they have cigarette. They have the, the 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 stickers everywhere when you go fill up for fucking gas. But you know what? I've got a fucking weapon that can level half of Tokyo. Now nah, I'm gonna light up a Marlboro Red. I'm going out anyway. <laughs> Here's another bullshit moment. Peter Venkman has about 20 Mississippi to draw his weapon and shoot Slimer before he gets slimed. Explain this. I, I didn't have so. a chance to field test the equipment. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's not true. They they lit they lit up the, the uh, they lit up the fucking toilet paper cart. Just standing in the hallway. Uh, they're coming for me. They're coming yeah, for me. Yeah. Ah ah. <laughs> Zero. 
zero exposition how they got or built their weapons and traps. And this is important because you just don't go to Harry's fucking army and Navy to pick up something (laughs) that can jumpstart a nuclear submarine. And more on that, how do you go from ESP testing and then miraculously getting your first ghost trapped on your first try? Fuck you. Big (laughs) plot point and yeah i want that explained because you don't go from marksman with a laser to guys getting zapped to try and get pussy nope not buying it i'll I'll spoon feed it to you kev i don't listen from the guy who wants some marvel stuff like that you made the marvel example how they do set the origin story properly there are certain things in here i need explained when you can't go for these dopey guys we were now we're on our asses what do we do look at this we just built fucking proton accelerators bullshit great (laughs) Ray stands getting a BJ from a regular lady ghost. No, Ray, shoot for the fucking stars, not the stratosphere. Why stop there? I would go get the headless ghost of James Mansfield and fuck her instead of celebrate a random blowjob from a six. Good. That's a good point. Thank you. Great point. point. (laughs) Shoot for the stars. (laughs) Yeah. What are we doing? Getting a rando? Come on, go get a hot dead celebrity. William Atherton in his first or second best douchebag role. I'll let you boys figure that one out. Again, the special effects are beyond laughable. This came out after you had said one, two, three Star Wars films and also one, two, three Star Trek films. So don't give me the this is the 80s. What do you want argument? That's bullshit. I'm not done. I'm not fucking done. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Thirty million dollar budget. This ain't Blair Witch budget. $30 million should allow for some wham, bam, sizzlers. I'm not asking for fucking endgame. I want something that's better than, as you aptly said, the stop-motion photography horse shit, where you don't even see the grass halfway matted down as the gargoyles run across Central Park. Get the fuck out. Speaking of them, explain to me you're going to show them getting attacked. The gargoyles attacking Lewis and Dana. They get kidnapped and then put in statues. I'd like to see them get dragged up, maybe. Maybe a little bit of, maybe still eensy-weensy bit of comic, comicness apart. No. The line I did not add in my quotes because I had to get into this. When they drop off Lewis Tully at the station. Ready? Bellevue doesn't want him. Oh, the same Bellevue that takes people that go on stabbing sprees while spraying diarrhea all over people because they're not wearing pants, but they don't want a guy who's who's suffering from moderate schizotypal delusions. That's who Bellevue doesn't want. Fuck you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give him to this this strange fledgling Ghostbuster business. That'll do it. Yeah, what's next? Was was Barstool Sports not ready? Go drop him off to Dave Portnoy. They can figure out something too, right? Startup <laughs> company, commercial on TV. Yeah. So did the guy that Matthew, I forgot his last name, who had the money Riddler suit about investing money. He had commercials on TV, <laughs> Kevin Israel, and where'd that get him in jail? Winston they ended Zed- up in jail too. Yeah. When, well, oh, I'll get to that. Winston Zeddemore wearing a plaid shirt in jail and another random black dude also wearing a plaid lumberjack shirt. That doesn't happen. Two black guys, lumberjack shirts, same location. Nope. I also, I've never been arrested because I run too fast and I have a great, I have a gold PBA family card. I've never been arrested, but I know the following. I know when you get arrested, they take your watches and your shoelaces when you get booked in jail. But apparently if you have blueprints on you, you can take those to the holding tank and no one's going to care. 
It's always creepy to watch a man kiss another man's ring. Pointy bishop hat or not? The mirror scene with the... Okay, fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> all right. I didn't know if I had to get into it. You need to uh, laugh at all of his jokes. Laugh at his jokes. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't patronize me, you fuck. <laughs> it was nice seeing 1980s punks again. That was fun. It was also nice seeing how Orthodox Jews haven't changed their look ever. <laughs> Very consistent people. Yeah, they are yeah. indeed. One scene you guys didn't call out that has everyone's favorite greasy porn star smack middle in the frame. Ron Jeremy is in this film. Oh. Mm-hmm. Say when? Well, During the scene where they're all going up to go uh, get Gozer in the Marshmallow Man. When they go pan around all the he's, crowd. He's in the, he's in the city. In the, in yeah. the group ah. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Winston Zedmore sure got hoping that he ended up getting marshmallow all over him. (laughs) Winston Zedmore sure got hosed in screen time because, you know, if Eddie Murphy didn't make this film, he'd have 25 minutes of going, this is not my locker. You're damn right. It's not. Or (laughs) man, I know this is from from Buffalo. I don't know the fuck you are. I knew I smelled pig. (laughs) (laughs) He sure got hosed in this one. And I'm not going to go watch two to go clarify my point. Did he get more screen time in part two, Zedimore, or no? Because uh, he sure got the short end. Yeah, okay. The, the <laughs> him, chemi- waiting, him waiting for the laughs is funnier than uh, the actual joke. No, no, no. I, I wasn't waiting for laughs on that one. I was waiting for my uh, <laughs> Zoom. You have to pause okay. for, for shit. The chemistry <laughs> is very strong with this group. I disagree with you guys on this big time. Bill Murray, the obvious true star. This is pretty much his best or second best role ever. I can't give him the Caddyshack. I can't give him the Caddyshack because he's a, he's a supplementary character. Nope. The second, name, give me a better Bill Murray role. Don't say Groundhog. Uh, uh, what about Bob? No, no, uh, no. Lost, lost in translation. Oh, no, get uh, out of here with that weak uh, shit. Uh, uh, I laugh more. Oh, Rushmore. that's terrible. Rushmore is terrible. I no, laugh more. Terrible. I laugh more <laughs> at this. You can say all you want to. The facts are here. Bill, I laugh more in this Bill Murray role than I have in any other film that he's done where he's the lead. Not even, not even a, a snowball chance in hell. Is he the lead though in this? I think he 100%. took the. Yeah, he's not the lead in Caddyshack. Otherwise, I'd have to give him him for that for. You know, sentimental reasons. Listen, listen, the true star in that film of Caddyshack is a tie between Roddy Dangerfield and Ted Knight. And anyone who says otherwise is wrong. Oh, Ted Knight is magnificent. Isn't he? Listen, the soundtrack is amazing. Is this entertaining? Bet your ass. Is it iconic? Oh, Scrooged. Sorry. He was great in Scrooged. Great. You know, not my my favorite. I'll buy that. He hated making that movie. He also hated Groundhog. He also hated Groundhog Day, too. Yeah, Scrooge is my one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, and he hated making it. Yep. Just saying. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Well, I enjoyed watching it. The soundtrack is solid. Oh, I said all that. Does this hold up? Meh. Does this pass the remote test, boys? The remote test is this: if at any point you're flipping around on cable and you stumble a film upon any part of it, you drop the remote and go, "Yep, I'm done for the next half hour, hour, hour and a half." This film does not pass the remote test for me. It has fun moments. But that final battle, I am sorry. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, he goes down with as much as a fucking sneeze. One shot. Okay, great. Gozer, same story. The two final villains are dispatched within three and a half minutes of each other. There is no, there, you guys said it best. There are no, there is no point where I felt any sense of danger for these guys whatsoever. And I get it. It is a comedy. It is a comedy. It is funny. But when you have all these anchorish, 
factors, it drags it down for me. And I, uh, for the third time, the effects are a step away from a toxic level, toxic Avenger trauma level film. These effects are disgustingly awful. <laughs> I love, this was my favorite film as a kid from, I don't know, seven to fucking, I don't know, 12. I love, and it, it was, like I said, it was a favorite for a long time. Part two is easily one of the 20 worst sequels ever made. <laughs> this film runs solely on nostalgia. It has merits, a ton of smirkable moments. I am not dying on the hill for this one. I let my co-host do it for me. Six and a half, <laughs> six and a half out of 10. Fair. 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 <laughs> I hate you. Was, and by the way, Gozer was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Great. Am I impressed now in knowing that either? <laughs> nope. <Same being. laughs> because they both went down like a fucking yeah. sneeze with someone who has fucking uh, an immunodeficiency. That was a well, actually. Yeah. And it doesn't make it better. No. <laughs> but and, let's and, Speaking effects of the 80s, I, I, when I wanted to inter- interrupt you and you wouldn't let me, I wanted to say <laughs> Blade Runner is up there as well. Effects wise, great. Yeah. Great, great effects. Amazing. And that was 1982. Let's see what those snobbish assholes who wear elbow patches and pretend to smoke a pipe. The critics, five star <laughs> reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. It is not intended to change anyone's life. Just invite you to a fo- a follow a fun and crazy group. Despite the flaws I'm dwelled on here, I feel a real affection for the Ghostbusters. How could you not? It's goofy, funny, homey. It's genuine comfort food. Ghostbusters is primarily a showcase for Murray, who slinks through the movie muttering his lines in his usual cheeky fashion and getting off an occasionally hilarious crack that proves he's thoroughly enjoying himself. On a balance, on balance, Ghostbusters is a hoot. It's Murray's picture in a in a triumph, in a triumph of mind over matter. He blows away the film's boring special effects with his one-liners. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. <laughs> and Kevin, this is a first because on Rotten Tomatoes there are exactly two one-star reviews. There is more attention to special effects than to humor. Very true. Only intermittently impressive. Mm. Amazon five star. Wait, somebody have to say something. There's more attention to special effects than humor. Yes, which is an absolute inversely true statement. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. It's time for Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. This is a classic from my childhood, and my kids love it as well. What is not to love about this film? A great cast with amazing comedy. I am glad we got to share this film together and have a great laugh. Aww. The ghost may, be, may not be as scary as I thought they once did when I was a kid, but it doesn't matter. You can't beat this, especially around Halloween. It was with much shock and horror that I discovered my wife has never seen Ghostbusters. I didn't realize this was possible. We live in the U.S. We're not Amish, and we own a TV and get lots of channels. 
<laughs> oh, actually say we're not Amish? Yes, they did. In parentheses. <laughs> it's like they've seen in Back to the Future. You have two TVs? You must be rich. <laughs> you have thousands of channels? Obviously, this oversight had to be corrected immediately, so we decided to stream the movie. I often worry about watching movies I loved as a kid because sometimes the casual, casual misogyny and racism are too cringe-inducing and the acting is too 1980s. Thankfully, that's not the case here, and Ghostbusters stands the test of time. Also, it's been long enough that Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver's outfits are now back in style, which adds a scary aspect to the movie that wasn't there originally. Semicolon, smiley face. Not a real true smiley this face. This is a terrible review. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, that's, compared to some of the ones he finds, this is a great review. Wait. What the Who is this weirdo? <laughs> oh, wait till we get to the Amazon one star reviews. But we're almost there. But this, Kevin, this one, this one I thought of you. Being somewhat of a, quote, ghost hunter myself, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, they had, I guess the DIY YouTube classes are taking off. I, I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. The scientific accuracy and the procedures for capturing the spirits is so spot on. I thought I was watching a well-filmed documentary. <laughs> Can you get that guy's email? <laughs> Don't worry. They'll have him on the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. The federal government already has his email. <laughs> yeah, they're all over that. What is his email? Open up Roswell at gmail.com. <laughs> well, you guys remember what happened in 1984? It was well documented. <laughs> Headline, man tried building proton pack, blew up town. Yeah. <laughs> Next, but we th- never found out how the proton pa- packs were made. So <laughs> he, lo- he looks like he jerks off the Scooby-Doo cartoons. <laughs> Not looks like, I'm assuming. I especially appreciated the methodology in taking down the Michelin Man's fat obnoxious uncle at the end of the film the only part i had was the romantic relationship involving one of the ghost hunters you can't even say ghostbusters it's a <laughs> fucking title to film you douche nozzle <laughs> one of the ghost hunters and ripley the alien hunter oh i get it you're clever you saw alien and aliens bravo ah. bravo siskel any real ghost hunter knows that we will have none of this Hussafudge, that is alien hunting. They are simply imposters. Everyone knows aliens don't exist. Signed, one of the two silly assholes with sillier mustaches and berets from Mythbusters. I desperately want to have a conversation with this guy and understand how aliens are less believable than, or aliens are less believable than ghosts. He stopped. Obviously, there's there's no life in this universe, but there's definitely spirits from the afterlife. Listen, if you go to a shop right on Route 17, you can find him stocking the frozen section from two to eight. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. One star review. One star review. One star. One star reviews. This movie doesn't age well and is totally overrated. I find all the conservative religious undertones to be a little cringy. That kind of stuff doesn't need to be in the movie. Signed, Dennis Rodman. What? (laughs) Curveball. It It was the joke. I hadn't watched this movie since I was a kid, and oh man, the humor does not age well. The, The best part is the song, which they play in the opening credits. After that, it's meh. Won't be watching again. Not thrilled. It sh- sorry. Won't be watching again. Stop. Next one. <laughs> not not thrilled. It should be free. Signed Libertarian seven four seven six at aol.com. Wait, read that again. That was- not not thrilled. It should be free. 
Okay. I mean, because it's so bad, it should be free. And then yeah. if it was free, I would continue to watch it. But it's still bad. Something it's tells bad. me that this asshole says the word stimmy instead of getting a stimulus. Oh, <laughs> fuck those people. Fuck them right in the goddamn dick holes. I, I, I just got my stimmy, so. Oh, we get. Um, never mind. I'll. I'll was this that. somebody who was on like Amazon Video, and then they they you go. It's like you think it should be come. It should come with your Prime account, but it's like three ninety nine to rent. So he goes and gives it a one star review. Yeah. To be it should be free. <laughs> if you if you if you guys would listen to some of our older episodes and listen to some of these i these uh Amazon one star reviews we've called, you have no idea of the rabbit hole you will go down if you do it on your own. <laughs> the be- Kevin Israel's favorites are when they complain how much they paid to watch the movie <laughs> and if they paid to watch it in hd or sd yes yeah. these people exist so they treat it like uh like when you order a mop off of amazon and you're like well yep. you know for, for for 13 dollars but i had like you know this ring aspect of it but you know i expect i don't know it, yeah so or if, they're, if they're gonna complain that much it's just like just download it illegally at that point you know i mean it's uh yeah, i'm not advocating that no please no, but i uh, am download illegally the <laughs> musical aspect of this movie got old and boring oh what an asshole great acting and not that great of a voice nothing too revealing in quotes as it seems to be the basic, obvious points of Elton John's life, as anyone could have read in the papers, boring and too long. Signed, someone who answers a banana when the phone rings. <laughs> what? They were answer- They were writing a review for fucking Piano oh. Man. <laughs> as- oh, my God. I had to include that one. And uh, another, another rando. I was made to watch this for extra credit on an OCHEM exam. I assume that's organic chemistry on an OCHEM exam. It's not as enjoyable when you study it for a grade. Thanks a lot, Mr. T. (laughs) What? Someone had to watch this for extra credit for a class and they got it but the girl didn't like it. Holy shit. See, guys? Yeah. Wait till you get to the people on their political soapboxes in the Amazon one star section. Can't wait. Go down. That's better than any kind of YouTube wormhole of Ric Flair and The Rock highlights. <laughs> but Kevin Israel, did the fellas over at the blockbuster mentality gut the sacred cow? No. Nope. Really? I feel, no. I, look, I feel incredibly biased. I'm, of course, I'm going to say no. I'll leave it to you, KJ. Oh, I'm going to say yes. They fucking took the tits out. They took the udder out, and they made themselves a mangina out of it so they could become a trans cow. Well, they... then I, I invoke the gutting the sacred cow tradition of leaving it to the audience. Yes. Determine if they gut the sacred cow. Ooh, a fan Twitter poll vote. Nothing means yeah. more and is more credible than a Quinnipiac poll than a Twitter <laughs> poll. <laughs> I think this has only happened like three times, three or a four split times. decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had to go to the audience. Yeah, it's you were usually right in concert with each other. I, I feel honored. Uh, you should. Nothing. We did. Our- yeah, guys, so start, start your campaign <laughs> because this shit gets real. <laughs> People do take this seriously. You, we, we, we laugh and jest. People are like, nah, they fucking sucked. Or those dudes or those girls took it to the hoop and dunked on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Dave and Ben, where, again, where can we find you? What are you up to? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, continuing to have uh, guests on. Uh, we have uh, these guests. I don't know. They're like Kevin and Kevin from Gutting the Sacred Cow. They're going to be on the show soon. I'm um, going to be discussing Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, having having more guests on. Got some uh, 
got some lined up in the future. Don't want to, uh, as Dave says, don't want to, uh, you know, hatch my eggs before they make no, how does the saying go, Dave? Hatch, hatch Put your rope before the end of the movie. I was, I was count your chickens before they hatch. No, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the saying. But uh, yeah, we got stuff coming on and uh, coming up uh, that uh, I think you guys will be excited about. And at Blockbuster Cast is where you can find us on Twitter. Blockbuster Mentality is where we are on Instagram. That's where you can get all the updates on when new shows come out. And uh, yeah, uh, Dave, uh, you know, sometimes co-host, sometimes he's uh, has head up pass and uh doesn't uh doesn't do so but uh but no it's uh i'm i'm glad he's 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 here tonight i come out when i feel like it those yeah. are the rules those are the rules this well, is my baby. coming out for us yeah anytime good stuff kevin israel yourself kevinisrael.com for dates as they are rolling in i actually have a couple on the calendar live shows which is amazing very excited about and uh my album is always the struggle is real is available on itunes and everywhere else and like kev said at the start leave us a five-star review write a couple sentences it helps us immeasurably or we've been we've been getting a, a lot of great feedback and our the podcast is really growing great and it's it's thanks to the to the loyal followers and listeners that we have and to kevin goatee's amazing editing skills which he dedicates himself to uh and uh, at some point i'm gonna have to buy him a cookie for or something for that but uh yeah check us out on uh, on on whatever platform you're, you use review us it helps and we appreciate it couldn't have said any better, but I'll add KevinGoatee.com. That way you can find me when I do Zoom happy hours for teachers. That's a real fucking hoot. <laughs> then, and other dates that are also coming in slowly and surely. <laughs> New news. Make sure you guys, if you're on Clubhouse, we are too. Kevin and Kevin talk films every Thursday at 8 p.m. Not, well, you're not going to hear this by then, but Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Clubhouse. We're also going to do a comedy room Tuesdays at 8 or 9. But more importantly, at Kevin Goatee, at Kevin is real underscore new jersey or sorry nj on twitter we always post and share the links so you can jump on that gutting the sacred cow.com like i said the blogs are there every day and head over to the merch shop buy a hat bag shirt mug whatever the hell and if you're feeling so generous head over to patreon.com slash gutting the sacred cow throw a few ducats in the old bucket right has a little rhyme but that's been a blast listen you guys were just the goddamn Bees knees, blockbuster mentality <laughs> crew. You guys are A-OK in our book. We're gonna have you back for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have you do Ghostbusters the reboot and see if Kevin Israel doesn't uh, change his mind on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you guys for rolling on over here. We appreciate it. We'll see all you guys next week. Take care. Thanks a bunch. Later. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.